When passion, perseverance, and performance join forces, success is born. When your lifestyle is cultivated around physical and mental well-being, winning is inevitable. If you're somebody who likes to set goals and crush them too, you've come to the right place. This is putting yourself first. This is motivation. This is the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. This is Julie, your host, here to bring you weekly wellness tips to help you live happier, healthier, and make real progress towards your goals. On today's episode, I am diving into alcohol and sleep. Is it helping our sleep or is it hurting our sleep? And the reason why I'm diving into this is because sleep is paramount to success, to high achievement. Anybody who is in the human performance space, whether it's in healthcare or coaching or training, I mean, all of us have an understanding that sleep is important, right? And there is a huge epidemic in our society of this chronic sleep deprivation, this day in and day out cycle of many of us not getting enough sleep. And it wasn't until pretty recently that I've become super fascinated with sleep because it's one of the few things that we do as human beings that influences every single aspect of our lives, of our body, of our mind. So it's very important. And one of the most common things that is utilized to try to improve sleep in an effort to get to sleep faster and sleep better is alcohol. And It makes sense that people think this, right? Any of us who have consumed a few drinks have felt that effect of our body relaxing. Maybe you get a little bit drowsy, you get a little bit sleepy. So it makes a lot of sense for people to think like, oh, that's going to help me sleep better. And because of that, it is so common to have a glass or two of wine or to have a cocktail before bed pretty routinely. Because we get dependent on these things, it, it creates a habit and we're assuming that it's helping us. But I dove into a little bit of the research explaining why alcohol is likely not helping our sleep and what we can actually do about it. So on this episode, I'm going to dive into not only why alcohol interrupts our sleep and how it happens, but some recommendations of how we can still consume alcohol in a way that is less likely to disturb sleep. So the reason why many of us think that sleep is actually improved from alcohol is because alcohol is a sedative. And what a sedative does is it invokes those feelings of drowsiness, relaxation, and ultimately might cause us to fall asleep, to essentially become unconscious of our environment. But we need to remember that just because your eyes are closed and you appear to be sleeping doesn't mean that you're actually getting good quality, deep sleep. One thing that alcohol does do for a lot of people is it decreases sleep latency. So sleep latency is the time that it takes you to fall asleep once you're actually laying in bed. And it makes sense. After you have a couple of drinks, when you get into bed, you're likely going to quote unquote fall asleep faster. 
However, sleep is only doing its job if we are able to get into the deeper sleep stages and actually get good quality sleep. So I've discussed this a little bit on previous episodes and there's a lot that we can dig into, but from a basic standpoint here, our sleep is broken up into four stages and the primary stages within that is our non-REM deep sleep and our REM rapid eye movement sleep. One of the things that we don't tend to appreciate about sleep is that sleep is actually a very active process. Even though you aren't consciously doing anything, and yes, sleep is our body's form of resting, there's a lot of energy being used in our bodies, in our brains while we are sleeping in order for sleep to have the restorative effects that it has. And when we consume alcohol, our body has to work really hard to break down and dispose of alcohol, especially because alcohol is a toxin. It's something that our body does not want floating around. So what happens when you consume alcohol before bed is that when you lay down to go to sleep, most of our energy should be given to sleep, to our brain, to our muscles, to all of our body tissues, to our immune function, for all of that to restore and repair and rebuild stronger. But when we consume alcohol, it's getting in the way of that. When you consume alcohol, we know that it goes into your stomach first, and then it enters our bloodstream primarily through the small intestine, and our liver is the primary organ that's going to metabolize it. So you think about all of these different things that are happening, and that that's all going to require energy. It's going to make our nervous system turn up and gauge more towards sympathetic when... In reality, when we sleep, our body should really be shifted into more of that parasympathetic state. And this is shown very clearly in some of the research conducted by WHOOP, which I will link in the description because I did look into that a little bit for this episode. And it's really fascinating the impact that just one to two to three alcoholic beverages have on our heart rate variability, which is that objective measurement of our nervous system's function, our nervous system's resilience. We see a pretty significant drop in HRV when alcohol is consumed before bed, and we also see an increase in heart rate. And we know that when heart rate increases, it tends to mean that our body is working harder. During sleep, we want to see our heart rate drop lower than what it is during the day, and alcohol seems to have the opposite effect. So if you think about this concept that alcohol is essentially going to compete with all of the other processes that are meant to happen when we sleep. And when we sleep, the way that I picture this is during sleep, our whole body essentially goes through this cleaning, cleansing, restoration process. So picture like a really messy house, right? Maybe you had a whole bunch of family over for a holiday and the next day you wake up and there's just stuff everywhere. Or maybe you think back to your college house. You had a huge party. It was your friend's birthday and you wake up the next day and you're like, oh my God, what happened to this place? A tornado hit, right? Picture a mess like that. So then the next day you round up your family or you round up your roommates And you guys say, all right, it's time to clean. It's time to get this place back in order and make it look even better than it did before. So you start picking up the garbage, putting it into bags. Maybe you're wiping down the counters. Maybe you're opening up the windows to get some fresh air, whatever you're doing. That's what's happening during sleep. 
our brain is processing all of the things that we learned and experienced during the day. It's creating new memories. It's creating new neural connections. It's processing emotions and difficult things that we witnessed. And it's essentially preparing your brain to be ready to perform the next day. And the same thing goes for your body. Your immune system repairs and restores all of its cells and builds new cells. Your muscles are going to repair from the workout that you did that day. Just like if you and your friends or your family were cleaning your house and putting everything back in order. So when you drink alcohol before bed, it's like a distractor from those processes. Imagine you're cleaning this super messy house of yours and then all of a sudden the roof starts leaking. Water starts pouring in from God knows where. Everybody who's cleaning the house is now going to have to devote their attention and their effort to that problem because it's a bigger problem, right? You don't want water coming in your house and ruining everything. So the person who was wiping down the counter and the person who was picking up the beer cans and the person who was trying to get fresh air in the place, now everybody has to deal with this other problem. And by the time you get all of that taken care of and the floor mopped up and the leak fixed, the house is still a mess and nothing is repaired and restored from the previous day. Now, that might be a little bit of a far-fetched analogy, but when you consume alcohol and you lay down to sleep, your eyes are going to close and you are going to be not consciously aware of what's going on around you. But your body is so focused on breaking down that alcohol and getting it out of your system that it cannot fully restore your brain and prepare your brain to function well the next day. So you're going to experience things like brain fog and grogginess. Your muscles aren't going to get as much attention as they should either. So especially if you have a goal of improving your physical performance in the gym, of losing weight, so on and so forth, those processes aren't going to occur as well as they would without alcohol either. And when this process happens over and over and over again, you're just constantly living in this kind of messy ecosystem inside of your body, this messy environment. And the really interesting thing about alcohol is, like we said, since it takes all this attention away, those deep sleep stages are not as likely to be achieved. And what WHOOP has seen in their research is that most specifically REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep, is severely disrupted with the consumption of alcohol. And REM sleep has a whole host of benefits, but in a generic way of explaining it, it's restorative for the mind. That's where your brain function is going to either improve if you get sufficient REM sleep or it's going to potentially be disrupted if you don't get enough REM sleep. And the cumulative effect day after day after day is very powerful. So think about if you wake up every single morning and you feel foggy, right? If you feel like you go to work and you just aren't sharp, maybe it's every day or maybe it's just every so often. Consuming alcoholic beverages is going to be a big reason why we experience that. But if you don't consume alcohol and you are experiencing that, there's likely something else that's getting in the way of your REM sleep. So definitely appreciate that sleep is an active process. Sleep requires energy. And when you finally experience good sleep, you're never going to want to turn back. But when it comes to alcohol, 
let's dive into some kind of ways that we can still consume it, right? Because we know that alcohol is a very cultural, social thing for us. I mean, I'm somebody who preaches about health and fitness. It's a really big priority in my life, but I don't abstain from drinking alcohol. I love to go out for a nice dinner and get a Moscow mule or maybe a glass of Pinot Grigio. Those are kind of my two go-tos. So all of this doesn't mean that we can't ever drink alcohol, okay? But what I want you to understand is that it is going to negatively impact your sleep, not positively help it. So I kind of came up with three guidelines here, three recommendations that I stick to for my personal health and wellness when it comes to alcohol. So number one is that less is more. Now, I understand that there's a big difference between drinking one drink when you go out with friends or family and drinking multiple drinks. However, one thing that I've seen with my WHOOP data, which you all have probably heard me talk about WHOOP, but if you want to hear more, I did a whole episode on it, is that when it tells me at the end of the month all of the things that help my recovery and hurt my recovery, alcohol definitely tends to hurt my recovery overall. But what I see on an anecdotal kind of day-to-day basis is that on the days that I log one alcoholic beverage, my recovery actually tends to go up. My nervous system tends to be a little bit more resilient the day after one drink. Why is that? It's not because one alcoholic beverage is helping my recovery. It's not because the alcohol is having any effect. The reason why that's happening is because when I only have one drink of alcohol, it's typically when I'm out to dinner catching up with a friend or celebrating some kind of achievement with a family member. It's one drink in a social fulfillment environment. So what I've concluded from that is that it's not the alcohol that's having an impact, but it's what I'm doing when I'm having that one drink. It's the social fulfillment, it's the celebration, it's the feeling of relaxation and enjoyment. And the one drink is pretty negligible. Now, one drink can still disrupt your REM sleep. But I mention that because if you're somebody who does enjoy that occasional drink with a friend or family member, one drink is likely going to be okay if you keep it to one drink and if you give yourself enough time before bed for that drink to be essentially digested. Now, it's not completely known how long alcohol stays in our system for. It does have a half-life, similar to caffeine or any other compound that we consume. But in general, I mean, it depends on, you know, your gender, your age, your body weight, all of those things. But a general rule of thumb that I found from the Sleep Foundation is that it takes about one hour for your body to process one alcoholic beverage. So if you follow that rule of thumb, and let's say you want to meet your friends for drinks and celebrate something, try to schedule that event around happy hour time. You know, maybe 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, so that when you have that one beverage, you still have maybe 2 to 3 hours before bedtime for your body to process it. Because in that case, it's a lot less likely to impact your sleep. Alright, so less is more. I know that having one drink, sometimes there are going to be people who are going to give you an issue over that. You know, oh my God, why are you only having one when they're having four or five? But if this is truly something that's a priority to you, 
stick to your one drink, stick to your guns, and just be proud of your decision to prioritize your sleep. My second point here is to allow that time before bed. Like we mentioned, one drink tends to take an hour. So what's less likely to be advantageous is if you have that glass of wine right before you get into bed. If you're hanging out in your living room at night and you're sipping on a glass of wine in your pajamas and then you immediately get into bed, that one glass of wine, even though it's only one, is going to affect your ability to reach those sleep stages early in the night. So if you really want to have a drink on occasion, try to have it earlier. Allow that time before bed. And my last point here is that if you are using alcohol as a crutch, if you're listening to this and you truly feel that alcohol is necessary for you to fall asleep, look into some other proven sleep aids. Look into some other ways to help you improve your sleep that are actually helping. And listen, I wish that sleep would, or that alcohol helped us sleep better because it would be easier. I mean, so many of us do it, right? But understand that just because you're asleep does not mean that your body is recovering. So some quick rapid fire recommendations here for you to improve your sleep are things like wearing a sleep mask to have a dark room blackout curtains, a sleep mask, anything that makes it as dark as possible is going to shift your body into those deeper sleep stages much, much easier. Even if there's the littlest bit of light in your room, and even if your eyes are closed, your body can still sense that and be a little bit more resistant to getting deep sleep. Temperature is also a big one. The general recommendation for room temperature is 62 to 68 degrees. And that's cold. It's summertime right now as I'm recording this. Think about when you set the AC to like 65 degrees. It's chilly inside. So when you get into bed, you honestly should be feeling like a little bit cold before you get under the covers. Our core body temperature needs to drop about 2 degrees in order to get good quality sleep. And that might not sound like a lot, but that's a really big shift in our core body temperature. So the colder you can tolerate your room, the better you are going to sleep. And another big one is getting sunlight in the morning. I just did a whole podcast episode with Kristen Holmes from Whoop about this topic, episode 44 of the Goal Set Mindset podcast, I believe. And it's super amazing the impact that what we do in the morning has on our ability to fall asleep at night. So if you find that you get into bed and you're just like laying awake forever and you can't fall asleep and maybe that alcohol helps knock you out sooner, but remember, it's not actually helping your quality of sleep. Something like seeing morning sunlight in the morning jumpstarts that circadian clock so that it alerts it of, okay, morning time I want to be awake, and the clock starts ticking, and then by the time you hit 8, 9, 10 p.m., your body's going to naturally start to feel sleepy. So that's been a game changer for me. The last one I'll mention here is screen time. We know that the blue light and intensity of light coming from our screens actually suppresses the binding of melatonin in our brain, which then inhibits us from being able to fall asleep easily. So limit screen time, turn the lights down to dim at nighttime, or at the very least, get a pair of blue light blocker glasses. Now, if you can adopt just one of those habits that I mentioned, dark room, cool room, morning sunlight, and screen time, 
You don't need to do all four of them at once, but if you can pick one of those things to improve, I guarantee you will see almost immediate results in your sleep and therefore in how you feel during your day. So my goal of the week for you this week is to ditch the alcohol for a little bit. Or if you're having multiple alcoholic beverages, at least drop it down to one. And instead, add in one of these other habits. Buy a sleep mask, make your room darker, make your room colder, or view some sunlight in the morning. Or get a pair of blue light blocker glasses on Amazon. Any of those things are going to improve your sleep, and you're going to be amazed at how much better you feel when you cut down that alcohol before bed. Enjoy that occasional alcoholic beverage. Enjoy that Moscow Mule. Trust me, I do. But make it earlier on in your evening. Make it for special occasions only. And I promise you are going to be amazed and excited about how you can perform mentally and physically the next day. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. I hope you learned a thing or two about the relationship that alcohol has with our sleep and can use these actionable tips to improve your mental and physical performance. If you're enjoying the show, I would love if you subscribed on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, we will be back next week with another episode.